Welcome to episode 80 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Batman the Telltale Series, episode 4, Guardian of Gotham. If you're a fan of the Left Behind Game Club, leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. Make sure it's five stars. And you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub, and on Twitter at leftbehindclub. The end of episode 3 ended with a real cliffhanger that puts Bruce Wayne in quite the precarious position. I've been watching you for a while now, Bruce. And I can tell there's something darker in you. You gotta be more careful. Some of these people are crazy. Who are you? Welcome to Arkham Asylum! (laughs) You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him, he's our resident Bruce Wayne. It's Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about another great episode of another great game. And here to talk about this episode is our friend, Momertati. Yo, 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 Mike is the Batman. <laughs> what does that make you then? Are you Cobblepot? I will be Joker. Joker. Ooh, speaking Ooh. of Joker. Very timely. So, as we've said before, if you're picking this episode up and you haven't listened to the three episodes of this series beforehand, please stop this. Start at episode 77, and then uh, we're here for you when you're ready for it. But this is episode four of Batman the Telltale series. Uh, this episode is called Guardian of Gotham. And what has happened to our faithful Guardian of Gotham at the beginning of this episode? At the end of the last episode... You get stabbed with a little needle, find out that Vicky Vale <gasps> is the real Lady Arkham. I trusted uh, you. Yeah, and you get, you know, infected with this nerve agent. She whispers some things into your ears, and you charge at Oswald Cobblepot, who has just been named the new CEO of Wayne Enterprises. What a jerk. And so when you flash into this episode, uh, you realize that you've just beat uh, Cobblepot to, you know, to about an inch of his life. Um, and you are in a cell in Arkham and, uh, there's blood on the bed. There's some fresh clothes for you to wear and there's some dents in the wall where people have, uh, you know, met their head to the cement. What if you got to a hotel room that was in the same shape as this cell? I've been in some hotel rooms that are about that shape. And what did you do? Ask for a refund? Yeah, I left pretty quickly. (laughs) And immediately you're thrown into a terrible situation where... Men in your cell want to come in, tase you, and beat the crap out of you, right? Sounds right. Yeah. And who's your savior? It's oh, it's man. wild. It's it, wild! Definitely unexpected, but as you're getting your butt kicked, because you're still kind of woozy and wobbly, it seems like the chemical is still kind of affecting you, and you think you're safe. When those guys come to beat you up, sure enough, a friendly man with green hair who loves to smile walks in and saves the day for you and kind of wants to be buddy-buddy. No assumptions on who it is, but I think we all know, ladies and gentlemen, we're dealing with the John Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. What a twist. Man. I had no clue this was coming. Me neither. Um, also, I love the idea of Batman and Joker not having met yet. Mm-hmm. That Batman didn't know who the Joker was. I also love... I just love the backstory that they set up for the Joker here. Like, as much as he is a pure enigma, they give you, like, little tidbits... And this is one of my favorite, I think of all time, like renditions of the Joker. No, Enigma is someone else. Yeah, en- that's <laughs> Batman a, humor. Yeah, I got that's it. That's the Riddler. I got you. That's the Riddler. Um, but yeah, I I was kind of like still shocked because you know how originally when you hear the Batman voice, you're like, that's not freaking Kevin Conroy. That's not really Batman. And eventually you're like, okay, it's unacceptable. This one was kind of similar. I really love Mark Hamill Joker, the one from the Arkham games. And once I hear this one, I'm like, he doesn't sound like crazy. He doesn't sound maniacal. He just sounds like kind of like a normal guy who has a laugh. I don't know, but I've kind of come around on Batman's voice because I'm imagining him as like, he's actually Bruce Wayne. He's yes. not 
he's not Batman. So I've almost come around on the voice actor yeah. and the voice acting. I have seen, I, I, at this point, I'm really happy with that voice actor. He is like a good Batman. He presents him really well. He's firm. He's like, he's, he's a good Batman for sure. He didn't destroy it. But I still had that hesitant hesitancy with Joker. It's Troy Baker, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's he done? I can tell, right? Troy Baker does pretty much everything under the sun. He's Mr. Voice. Video Games. <laughs> if there's What's like video one game, thing that maybe voices. I would know or like some other people might know that he might have been uh, in. the Last of Us, he plays uh, Joel uh, in... He's every voice. He's in Uncharted 4. He's um, a character, a very prominent character in Uncharted 4. No spoilers. Um, he's the bad guy in Far Cry 4. Uh, okay. I can literally keep going. His resume gotcha, gotcha, is unbelievable. Gotcha. Okay, so he's in yep. mainstream games. Everyone, like, if you probably heard him and don't know who he is, just like me, pretty much. Yes. Troy Baker is the number one most acting voice actor in games. Gotcha. I have no doubt. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's that guy. Um, so you get saved by John Doe, who is in very good... Um, uh, good fortunes or like good standing. Good, good standing with the staff at Arkham. They bring you down a hall into a common room and they just kind of say like, Hey Bruce, like you go chill. John Doe will show you the ropes. And that's when you get introduced to even more characters that are part of the Batman universe. Uh, Zaz, Victor Zaz. Yes. And uh, Arthur Wesker. Yes. Who's the ventriloquist. Right. Is, is Wesker the Mad Hatter? No, I thought he was the ventriloquist. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Who's like a more minor villain, but right. is in the animated series. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, what I appreciated was that one they they show from a very like uh, empathetic I think perspective what it's like being in Arkham, mm-hmm. um, and two they show a lot of these villains in a pretty like pretty calm state. Mm-hmm. Like you know you never see these guys you know not willing to just take, tear the world apart, right? And this one they're like, well, I'm playing chess. You know, or uh, I'm just going to sit here in a chair and watch uh, watch the static fuzz on the TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like as if like they've ex- like they understand that maybe something is wrong with them and their fit in society might be in Arkham or maybe they're stuck in Arkham. So they're just like playing their games. They're kind of moving along with their day like they're, they're trapped, but they're almost at peace with now. They don't have to kind of go through the chaos of their outside world, a.k.a. with Zaz. He has the he's a villain pretty much who has scars all over his arms, which symbolize the number of people he's killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he's just sitting there playing a game, minding his own business, and it, it, it takes Joker starting up a little bit of a commotion to kind of get him to go back to being his like dangerous self. But I mean, that's before uh, before that Joker hands oh, sorry John Doe hands you a key, <laughs> and like in pure adventure game fashion, it's brilliant. In pure adventure game fashion, you're like, I'm going to try this on everything, and John Doe's like, that key means nothing. And I love did that. You, okay. I love. Did I love you, oh. What did you guys try it on? Everything. I tried on everything except for the door. Same here. I tried it on everything I could. The the, the chest, the cabinet. Um, I tried talking to the nurse in the nurse's station. I tried. I talked to every single person except the big blue guy that you mm-hmm. beat up previously. Um, I, I tried it everywhere except the gate to the front door. Because I yeah. figured once you try that, you're like committing to something. There's no going back. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't work. So... One thing I wanted to bring up was I really loved how they did the whole John Doe thing because, like, there really is no actual, like, origin to the Joker. He's just, like, a mysterious person, no identity kind of thing. And when he saves you from that little brawl, I think one of the things you ask is, like, like, what's your name? And he kind of just laughs and the nurse kind of tells you, oh, he doesn't tell anyone his name. Uh, So right now we named him John Doe and everyone's just okay with this. Like, no identification or nothing. We just have some random person with no history at Arkham. And when you get into the the common room with the TV and, you know, the people just hanging out, you go up to each person and you start asking them. And one of the common prompts that it gives you to ask each person is, what can you tell me about, quote unquote, John? Mm -hmm. What can you tell me about the guy I walked in here with? And you find out more and more as you go. But I think the the biggest things that they they tell you are, one, this guy is extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. Two, he's like a tornado, Mm -hmm. right? He's just incredibly unpredictable. He's volatile. He's volatile. You you just don't know what's going to happen when you're around him. Um, And three, that there's no record of him ever checking in. And there's no record of him anywhere. He just kind of showed up and he's here and he's existing. Um, Which I think 
fits in so well into the the you know what you know about Joker, which is that he he basically gets in and out of Arkham whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the king of Arkham. I still kind of handle it as if he was still fresh. Like he is obviously crazy Joker, but I didn't ask anyone for information. I was almost like scared that because he's sitting right there, is he gonna pop up and be like, if you really want to know something, and like maybe it could spark something up. He's very friendly, and at that point, I'm like, okay. As I know with Batman and Joker, they have almost like a super rivalry, and um, I didn't want it to go sour right away because I might need his help in some way to get out of this situation. Okay, that leads to the very first important decision. And things get real sour immediately after this decision. Yeah, so the decision on Xbox was a 50-50 decision. Sorry, 49.5 and 50.5. And the decision is... Um, whether or not you give Joker a favor in return for his help to get out of Arkham. Because what you know is that if you can get to a phone, you can call your lawyers or you can call someone and you can get out of here. Mm -hmm. But phones are only for staff members. And so the Joker says, well, Bruce, you know, I can can help you out here. I can make it so that way you can get to the phone. Don't you worry. Let me deal with that. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I ask is that when I get out of here, not an if, but Because I when. will get out of here. Because I will get out. You owe me one favor. And when he says that one favor, the camera zooms in and it's inc- it gives, you know, that vertigo sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a an unsettling moment. I was like, I will never, I will never give the Joker a favor. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I'm, I would rather do anything but. Um, so the Joker decides to... Cut Zaz on the face. On the face, make him realize that his cuts are uneven, and that he needs to rectify this by taking a life. Mm-hmm. And the Joker hands Zaz a knife, like a blade, and Zaz starts stabbing people. They go to town, well, and there's well, a huge distraction. Well, there's actually a thing with that. What happened was when he sliced him the one time, Zaz realized he has one extra slice, and he didn't kill anyone yet. So his like severe OCD is like, I have to stab the first person near me and kill them. That way, every single mark on my body like represents a murder. So that's the biggest thing. That's why Joker kind of sliced him, because he wanted to add one extra mark that doesn't have a death behind it. So that's what so kind of triggered him. what did you guys do in this case? So your options are to help break up the fight mm-hmm. or run out of the gate to the phone and dial someone. Mm-hmm. I ran to the phone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm not like I'm not going to take a favor from him. I'm not going to ask him for a favor. But if the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Same. I ran to the phone. Yeah, I yep. ran to the phone. What did, what did you guys do for? Did you deny the favor from Joker? This is the first actual decision. Yeah, I denied the favor. What did you do? I, I denied the favor, but I actually used the I'm not going to say anything prompt. Ooh. Same. I did the same Ooh. thing. I just sat there because I didn't want to pick one or the other because I, I really needed his help to get out of there. So that's I what thought I figured. he would be so volatile that he'd be like, ah, Bruce, Bruce, you won't answer now. You can answer later. And that really meant I'm denying you this favor. So I think mm. all three of us denied him the favor. Did you go for the phone, Mo? Uh, yeah, I went for the phone right away. I kind of was paused for a second and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like. This is the time to do it. What's like worst that can happen? I'm stuck here forever anyway. Like I, this is my chance. Who'd you call? Oh, here so we go. The two options to call are either your lawyers or Officer Gordon. Mm-hmm. I called Gordon, mm-hmm. and I think I made a mistake in the moment. Um, but like my my initial reasoning was well, one, this prompt is too fast, and I feel like I just need to make a decision yeah. now. But the thing that went through my head is like lawyers take a lot of time to get stuff done because their incentive is to bill as many hours as possible not to get things done quickly. <laughs> and I thought, if I can talk to Gordon, Gordon will realize there's a mistake here. I don't know what Bruce is going to say, but he's going to do something. Yeah, whereas for me, I knew that Gordon from a past episode owed me a favor. You guys oh. laughed at me. Uh, so I figured he'd scratch my back after I scratched his. Yeah, mine was kind of similar, but my thought process was like Gordon knows about Montoya and how she was taken over and helped her out, even though she killed Carmine Falcone. And the second thing, throughout the whole game so far, even if it doesn't those decisions didn't influence it, I feel like I've been in Gordon's good graces most of the time, except for injuring Falcone, and that's why I called him because I was like, lawyers are probably not going to get anything done. Let's see if I can get out through him somehow. (laughs) But flip of the coin, just like you, Mike, it was too quick. Didn't you guys both make fun of me for my choice to go to Gordon instead of Vicky Vale? 
Hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, baby. But like, it made no sense to give it to. I mean, I dollars know. make sense. I don't okay, know. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I have a, um, I have a good friend of mine that used this analogy. Even a blind squirrel eventually finds a nut. So <laughs> that bit of is wrong is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah, that one as well. Uh, before we move on, just a fun fact about Troy Baker to close that off. He voiced Bruce Wayne in this game, but in Arkham Origins, he actually voiced the Joker. The guy has range. He has so much range. I stand Troy Baker all day long. I'll keep an eye um, out for this guy. So from there, that's when you get out of Arkham, and uh, I think from there, uh, that's when you go to Alfred getting you from Arkham and getting the first taste of what Harvey's police state is mm-hmm. in the new Gotham. Yeah, there's, so there's, che- there's checkpoints so like throughout the city. You're driving around with uh, Alfred. But one thing I want to emphasize again is you're still like affected by like the chemicals and things. And it's making you have like outbursts of rage. You can see the, the your veins kind of sticking out. So you're not Bruce Wayne like all after a good sleep. You're still affected by like the serum. For me, that like Mo, the exact same thing was going through my head. And it made me empathize so much with Harvey. Because Harvey had been exposed to this gas or nerve agent already. And you can only imagine that all of your interactions with him so far have been under the influence of what you're experiencing now. Having this frustration of not being able to pick a prompt that, or, or, or a, a dialogue option that is as calm and collected as you would want it to be. Mm-hmm. And knowing that Harvey already has psychiatric issues must be even harder. Yeah. So it- I was still... Team Harvey. It was so fun how in this episode you would pick a prompt and the prompt would actually subvert what you thought it was going to... Like you could pick something that's calm and Bruce still goes wild because of the toxin he's on. I, I appreciated that because it's like, oh, I guess this is not the same adventure game we played a thousand times. It literally doesn't matter what you say. There's no way that you're going to get around this really bad situation. And I think you're referencing that one moment when you're driving in the car and like the public sees it you're stopped and they're like oh it's bruce wayne you're terrible you're a nightmare like your parents you should pay and they start mob kind of surrounds you and starts talking to you like that and i chose the nice option i can't remember what it was but it was something along the lines of like let me just get home or whatever it was and bruce snaps right at them he's like i will rip your head off like i'll get out of this car blah blah blah." (laughs) and it's like wait whoa 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 that's not what i chose man calm down bruce yeah, I think I chose the one of, of like, uh, I'm just trying to get home. And he snaps and he says, I haven't showered in three days. Yeah. I'm just trying Same. to get home. Um, it, it, was, it was very clear. And so at that, at that uh, moment, the city's under, you know, essentially a police state. There are guards on every corner watching up for the children of Arkham. And you're stopped at this barricade. And one of the officers com- comes up to the door and he says, hey, look, so you have two options here. You can either... Help me and my friends be well-armed with a little donation. You know, you can pay a bribe. Or, or I can let you deal with mob justice over here. And there's a guy wailing away on your nice luxury Bentley, I can only imagine. With a baseball with bat? With a baseball bat, right? And, you know, you have, you have the other factor is one of the people in the mob has a camera or a phone with, that's recording everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. They've just recorded you snap mm-hmm. uh, on, on the officer. And everyone around. Yeah, it was on uh, World Star. So, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, someone yells World Star in the back, and you're forced with the decision: Do you, uh, like, what do you do to get out of yeah. here? You have the ability to have Alfred drive through the barricade, or yeah. what was the other one? Or bribe the guys. Yeah, yes. bribe the guy. Pay the bribe. Um, clearly, I know what we all did. Yeah, I drove through the barricade. I bribed him. Oh, whoa, okay. Whoa. Not what I thought. I thought whoa. we all brought. Yeah, no, I totally did because I, I my thought process was like I'm going to cause more trouble than I need to. I obviously can't stand out and fight these like these uh, civilians because that's not going to solve anything. Like if I just hurt random people, so I was like, let me just give them some cash. They already have weapons and they're probably well funded, so this is probably going to get them like I don't know a, a, a ticket to go see the Gotham Rangers or whatever whatever it needs to do. Like <laughs> here's here's some change. Pay the pay the folks and kind of move on with my life. I want to get home and shower. See, I was so conscious of the woman with the phone that I realized, like, if I pay a bribe right now, this is just going to be caught on camera, and I'm going to be seen as the corrupt guy who just paid to get himself out of 
out of Arkham. Yeah, it seemed what like was the, the other option? Two Punching a woman? No, it was no. Bar- is ramming through the barricade. Drive through the barricade. Oh yeah. Uh, So you drive through the barricade You get home You get your shower That you're so desperately in need of And uh, Actually I don't even think you do You don't Which is disgusting But whatever (laughs) You go in the basement You could barely walk You go to the Batcave Figure out your DNA is problematic You figure out a way to fix it Which I like that section I like the little You know It was simple But it was a nice little Matching puzzle thing Mm -hmm. And then once you figure out your DNA And get it fixed And those black veins go away uh, you try to get back onto the case of Lady Arkham by going to her parents' home, correct? Yeah, because yeah, Joker realize... gives you that tip off. He says, like, go to, if you want to know where to go, go to the Vales, and that's where you'll find it. So I guess the assumption is go to Vicky Vale's parents' house, and that's why he gets that tip off um, once he's all vaccinated, I guess, from the, the chemicals. And, it's, and something that I don't think we got into as much is just how much Joker knows. Joker is yeah. inside Arkham, but he knows everything. He knows Vicky Vale um, is Lady Arkham. He knows Vicky's real name. He knows her backstory. He drops a ton of insinuations that he knows you're the Batman. Um, there's just so much along the way. So I feel like there are a, a bunch of reasons why... You shouldn't necessarily trust Joker, obviously. You take his tips as credible. So Never you, trust a Joker. Never trust a Joker. Well, okay. I don't want to maybe spoil or anything, but I haven't played episode five yet, the next one. Me neither. Is, Me neither. Do we want to do some just fun predictions? Because it, it almost feels like the puppet master is Joker, and maybe he's the one that sent out Lady Arkham. That's my where I think the ending might go. Interesting. Just to create his chaos. Because remember how he's watching the news and he's like, there's never anything interesting on. And then he likes just starting crap. So <laughs> this could be at the end of the game, him laughing at us going, ah, ha, ha, let's do this again, bats. And then he goes back to Arkham. I could, Mo, I could totally see a situation where at the end of the game, all of this happens, all of this chaos erupts. And it's just part of Joker's master plan to just get out of Arkham. Like as a way for Arkham to be destroyed or blown up or something along the way that he just walks free. Hmm. I don't even know if that's like his goal. Cause if he can go in and go out, yeah. maybe it's just, it's not even his, his end goal is just entertainment for 10 minutes or 30 minutes. That might be what it is. Some men just like to watch the world burn. And so in play lady Arkham two face or sorry, Harvey Dent, depending on your playthrough Oswald, Oswald Cobblepot and John Doe. So what you're saying is John Doe's going to get out and all the other three are going to be locked up in Arkham. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I feel like at the end of the game, Joker is is out. They set up series two or season two or whatever Mm -hmm. with Joker as the villain and the others are locked up in Arkham. Okay. I, I think that's a fair assumption given that the next season is called The Enemy Within, but I'll leave it there. Mo? Yeah. Same page. Okay. I think so. Okay. So those are our predictions. We'll see how they pan out. But getting back to where we're at, you arrive at the Vale home and boy, murder. Holy (laughs) murder. That's a good way to put it. Boy, oh boy, was there murder here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So you walk in and you find a dead body of a middle-aged woman on a coffee table with her eyes gouged out. Mm -hmm. And you explore more of the house and you find in what is essentially a pantry or a closet a middle-aged man who's hung by his belt. And there are all kinds of signs throughout the home, throughout the house, of what happened here. And you go into your Batman detective vision and you start piecing together the scene. And so what are the things that we find out there? We find out that first, um, that this was a, a very personal thing for Vicky because the eyes were gouged out, but she ingest, injected her adopted mother with a large dosage of the toxin. And then gouged her eyes out. She was home first. Then her adopted father showed up. And he beat him to death with his own belt. And then hung him up with that belt. But also there's another child in the home. Yes. And we find this out by looking at a photo on essentially the mantle. Mm -hmm. And you see a young kid. And you see the, the two parents. And one of the key pieces of info that we find out at the home here is that Mr. Vale owned a heating and oil company, essentially. Yeah. 
and Vicky came to use that as a cover to store all of the gas canisters or nerve agents that she couldn't store anywhere else any longer. Um, and so she was ready to just burn her former alias as Vicky Vale to the ground, fully adopt her Lady Arkham, and as part of that, she just murdered everyone that she saw. Why are we assuming that it's Vicky that did all this? Because I immediately saw it, and I'm like, is it? could she have really done that to like her? Like, if so, holy crap, that's like super aggressive like ripped her mom's eyes out hung her dad beat him to a pulp and all of that just to get a warehouse key or something i i they kept saying vicky 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 but it was just an assumption as soon as batman walked in he even said that looks super personal blah blah blah. it could be someone made it look personal you know what i mean my out of the blue guess is maybe it was cobblepot or even joker that did that and led him there to go kind of see what's going on just a random idea because like there was no real like there's no footprints of hers. There's no. She's just gone. No, she's there's hair. No there was hair she, inside yeah. of the home. Yeah, was it? But we don't know if it was Vicky's hair. Mo, did we land on the moon? <laughs> you're, sound, you're sounding. You're sounding like a flat earther right now. How? How? Just so it's uh, the the hair itself could maybe have been planted. Like it's just. It seems maybe. I, I'm not fully convinced. Just because. Um, Bruce showed up and like just saw that they were murdered, and because Joker told you like no, Vicky you or to go the there, hair and realize it's Vicky Vale's hair. Oh, is that? Does, it, does you he actually scan the hair? DNA gloves, doesn't he? He's like, look at my <laughs> DNA gloves, Vicky Vale's. Okay, okay. Then Way if so, then that. I missed that. I missed that one because I thought he just scanned the hair and said someone's hair was cut. But it might have been I'll, optional. I maybe. I, Mo, I don't remember either way whether you get like a hundred percent confirmation, but I feel like. All pieces of evidence lead towards believing it's Vicky. So I, I understand a position of saying like, hey, it could just be a plant. And all of this evidence was laid out in a way for us to make us think it was Vicky. Did we land on the moon? But Who knows? But It was videotape. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. But I do believe that, you know, our best assumption here is that it was Vicky. Um you know, like the story makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm willing to go along with that. Um all things considered, we're pretty sure it's not Cobblepot based on uh, the drone that he sends into the window after, uh, you know, a little bit later in, into that sequence. But what you see is, oh, okay, there's a little boy in the photo. Um, we know everyone else here is dead and I've just heard a sound. So you have to look around the house for a heat signature and you find him hidden in a panel. Mm-hmm. And you open the panel and you find... And there's a Harry really, Potter. Yeah. <laughs> a little boy living under the stairs. He's terrified. And so how did you guys play that out? I played that out as like this. There's a lot of parallels between Bruce Wayne and this child. Mm. So I'm like, he's my mini-me. I'm going to treat him as such. You need to be a strong boy. Like your, oh, your parents died. Be a strong boy. Be the hero that your life needs. Interesting. Uh-huh. Mo, what did you do? Uh, let me just pull up my decisions because I do not even remember. Well, while you're doing that, I it, it wasn't, I think, a consequential decision that just changed how the game was played. But I think it says a lot about what type of Batman slash Bruce Wayne you are. Mm-hmm. And so I played it extremely tenderly. And I'm like, this kid is just scared out of his mind. Yes. You know, so I was like, everything's going to be OK. I'm sorry I scared you. I'm not going to hurt you. He didn't have the voice modulator on either. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? I Really tender. Yeah. Uh, Little touches like this make the game, like, like human. technical yeah. issues aside, like, very good. <laughs> Yo, there's so many technical issues. I don't remember at what point it was, but actually it was inside Arkham where the camera... Camera focus? The camera... Well, one, the focus has been horrible throughout this game. Mm-hmm. But two, the camera went inside Bruce's head. So <laughs> all, you, for all one you see is... Well, for me, it was like a good chunk. Yeah, and all you see is a fully modeled interior of his mouth and the rest of his head is empty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it, it was a it was a disconcerting yeah. moment. and there was focus problems and then even beyond that like in Arkham at one point the scene did a real like WWE camera cut thing where in 10 seconds it cut 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 to different angles the whole time I was like what is going on here yeah with me I think I went up like I clicked on an interaction to go talk to the guy who's walking around the pillar and before I got to the location, that person's character walked directly through me as if I was invisible. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the cutscene stopped, and you start talking to him normal. But like honest mistake, I'm kind of like I've, I've become numb 
to the glitches when it comes to the Batman Telltale series. It's just like part of the yeah. game now. Yeah, and, and Thomas from the Discord and from the Charge Out Games cast, he's in our Discord. And what he had said in the Discord is that he played the PC version many years ago, and he doesn't remember it being this technically challenging. So maybe other versions of the game are better than this one, but the Xbox One version is woof in some it's, ways. It's, it's, it's woof. It's woof. Buzz's girlfriend, woof. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for you picking know? that up. Yes. Um, but yeah, to answer you, Mike, I was very kind, calm, as cool as collected to the kid, like to make sure he's comfortable before asking for anything. Like, I don't think I asked him for a single piece of information. It must have been like the last, like, are you okay? Are you hurt? Mm-hmm. And then like you not choosing that still made Bruce kind of ask him mm-hmm. those questions. So, you know, handle, handle the discussion with the child. He comes out and you basically say like, it's best if you don't look like, don't look at the bodies or, you know, and a drone, one of the drones that you had seen previously on the desk in R&D at Wayne Enterprises, uh, bust through the window. I didn't realize that was one of yes. ours. Oh, my Yeah, God. that's the yes. one that was on Lucius Fox's actual desk. Like, that's the one you kind of play around with. And he's like, yeah, I'm adding guns to it. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> Uh, so it was real good. I don't know if, if you didn't examine the table, maybe you would have missed it because it was one of those like optional things to check out. Um, but it was on Lucius Fox's like gadget table. But before that, Mike, when actually like little kid sees um, the parents being murdered or whatever, Bruce kind of like almost tells him as if like he's talking to himself and he was a kid. He's like, don't worry. You'll channel this in the future. Don't let this like defeat you. Like you'll get through this. Everything will be okay. And you'll become stronger. I immediately thought, is this baby Robin? So okay. are we going to have a Robin that's here? A good. That's a good point. Mo. One, my Bruce, Bruce slash Batman didn't say that, but, uh, cause I think it just be- depends on what, you know, button you oh, press. Okay. But, um, what ends up happening when this drone comes in is you get into a, a fight to try and take it down and the little boy takes, I think, which is like a banister of a stair and tries swinging at the drone and that it gives you the opportunity to take it down and disable it. Huh. And it was when that happens that you have like a, a quick exchange with the kid, like thanking him, et cetera, et cetera. Or being like, don't do that again because yeah, exactly. it's dangerous, little boy. Yes. Uh, that was the moment that I was like, oh, maybe this is... This maybe this is Robin exactly yeah. what you said, Mo. I was like, because I think yes, I think when he, when when the kid sees the parents, you have the option like, do you tell him to look away? Do you tell him to do something else? Maybe it's because I selected one of those ones that made it prompt for him to give him that little pep talk, saying one day like you'll be able to channel this, one day you'll be able to get over it and like use it to your benefit. And that's where my assumption was. And then afterwards, like you said, when he when he swings down at the the flying bat machine gun thing. He's like, you just saved Batman. Like, don't forget that ever. You're the one that saved me. So it was very, like, making him, like, confident and saying, like, one day he'll be fine. And he gets, like, kind of happy and content as much as he can with his parents dead. Yeah. And so I think one of the things a kid also says is, like, they weren't always the nicest to me. But, like, you know, they were were my parents in a way. Which also made me, like, lend credence the idea that when Vicky, like, gouged her mom's eyes out. That was, you know, a very personal thing, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. You know, I could see her having not the best uh, childhood, mm. to say the least. Yeah, Did I you st- become Lady Arkham? Yeah, I still, I'm, I'm in those two camps then, Mike. I'm either someone else did this because it's so vile, or maybe you're right. Maybe something like they have crazy history. Because like, if there's a foster kid, like how come Vicky wasn't taken care of? Was she in Arkham Asylum? Like, did they send her there with like Thomas? Well, one like of you're things, right. It could be crazy abuse, or it could be someone else. Yeah, one of who the would do that to their parents? That we find out from the Joker is that Vicky Vale was born in Arkham uh, as oh, Victoria I Arkham. That. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, which and which is crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is why she's her name is Lady Arkham. Um, oh, yeah, you guys can see my face right now. <laughs> the gears are turning hard. There's there's a lot that you find out, but uh, once you take down this drone, Officer Gordon comes in, or Lieutenant Gordon, whatever his rank is right mm-hmm. now. All we know is he's not yet Commissioner Gordon because mm-hmm. the commissioner walks in and he's like, "I'm taking over this investigation." Yeah. You're like, "Who are you? Why? I don't know you. You aren't my mom. Yeah. Get out of here!" Yeah, but he exactly. takes over. Yeah, and so you, you do a quick like give Gordon the rundown of what happens. You give him the info, and for me, this was a moment of like, "Whoa!" The relationship is now at a point where you're just like sharing all the info you have because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, your boys now. Yeah, your boys. Because I, I still kind of would have been the guy who's like, I'm going to solve this myself. You know, like... I'm, uh, As Gordon. 
no, I'm going to solve as this Batman. myself as Batman. You know, I'm not going to give Gordon all the info on what's happened. But I guess it's probably more in the character of Batman to share with Gordon. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all of that to be said, you know, police come in, they clear uh, the crime scene. You're not on great terms with the commissioner and you move on. And what is the connective tissue between leaving the Vale's house and then going to visit oh, um, the mayor? I remember. I think uh, there's like when you tried to take down the original like flying machine gun bat thing, your little device that like was supposed to disable it didn't work. So you head back to your bat cave and you're kind of just examining it to see like, why is it not behaving like I want? Like, so you scan, like you have the option to scan the EMP. It's like, yeah, it works great. The battery or whatever, it works great. The communication to it works great. And then you find some rogue chip on there that's been overriding it. And that's when I think you contact, um, Lucius and you're like hey something is hacking into this and then we don't know what it is and then that's when they realize yeah they're actually going to be aggressively trying to take over every piece of Batman equipment um, that you have. Wayne Wayne Enterprises Yes. One I really like the sequence. I thought it was cool to like take apart the device schematically like in a 3D way and flipping it around. Two I was so freaking angry at Lucius Fox. I was basically yelling you had one job (laughs) You had one oh, job really? to like make sure like I instead of coming to work for me to get me all of this extra new cool tech or whatever that I could easily have bankrolled. I said, do one thing and just stay and make sure that Cobblepot doesn't see anything in R&D. Just make sure he doesn't get his hands on any of this. And what do you find out? He's hacking you the whole time, which is why your bad equipment has been on the fritz. Mm-hmm. And two, he's militarizing the things that were in R&D against you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Lucius, what, have you been asleep at the wheel this whole time? <laughs> like, did you go home and take two weeks off in between? <laughs> like, what is the deal? Yeah, I, I was... I had that thought, but my mindset was like the friend circle is getting smaller and smaller. I did like, I'm losing everything. My devices and all that with Lucius Fox. Like I told him like, um, you know what? Like it's not your fault, but let's kind of, let's get start attacking now and not be on the defensive all the time. Let's, let's figure out what's going on and let's attack him where he is. And that's how I approached it rather than saying you're crap and I don't want you on my team anymore. I did the exact same thing. It was like good management philosophy of like, you know, Hey, instead of beating yourself up over this, let's figure out how we fix it. And also like, I'd rather go on the offensive instead of always be on the defensive. But it didn't mean that the thing that wasn't going through my head, which is like, you had one job, man. (laughs) So you're a good manager, but you get mad. It's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Closet mad, closet anger. Uh, So you get a choice here with Harvey Dent uh, to either approach him as Bruce Wayne or as Batman. Once you realize that everything's being hacked and like, you just need to get to Harvey and everything. Maybe, maybe I'll be able to put some sense into him. No, no, the actual reason why you have that option to go talk to Harvey is because he goes on the news and says, like, I'm making an order to seize all of Wayne assets, including the house, and we're going to repossess them. He has 24 hours to give us his property and everything he owns. And that's why you're like, well, I have to go talk to this guy. You've that's vindictive not happening. POS. I, I yeah. like, I, I am constantly flabbergasted at what is believable in this in this world and like maybe i'm like holding my holding it to like too high of a standard but the idea of like some mayor being able to say by the way like eminent domain this house is now ours and also somehow that being like net in net income or net revenue to the to the god you're such a lawyer you're such a lawyer like it's suddenly costing them more money to maintain this historic mansion like I, I, what? Why are you being so practical? It's a video I, game. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's because they do a good job setting up like a semi-realistic world with realistic characters aside from the big blue guy. Mm-hmm. The, you know, th- and, and like, you know, real motivations in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. I think They tread the line, so you're treading the line as well. Yeah. It's just, there's some really unbelievable stuff in here. And what it, are you, Bill Buffalino? I, you a lawyer over I, I, here? I rolled, I rolled my eyes. I rolled my eyes a lot. Uh, how did you decide to approach the mayor? Oh, can, can we say it on yeah. three? Can we do how we did it okay. on three? I yep. feel like we wait, wait, wait. What are the options? What are the two options? It's approach as Batman. You go as Batman. Go as Bruce. Bruce Wayne. Yes. Right. So on okay. three. One, two, three. Bruce Batman. Wayne. Batman. Sorry, Batman. 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 <laughs> Jacob doesn't Come know on, who Jacob. He is you created the rules yeah. of the game. You created them. I, I actually realized that I said on three, but I have to say three. So that's what my brain did. <laughs> uh, so we all approached as Batman, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because I think Alfred says I'm done like, with with like Harvey Dent and maybe him, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Alfred okay, says, wait, so hey, just maybe it'd be good uh, if you went as a friend. And then and I was uh, like in my head, like, nope, this is this is a job for Batman. Harvey's off the deep end. I gotta hold him over the edge of a building until mm-hmm. I get what I want. Yeah, even from like the videotape when you're in Arkham of him like saying Bruce Wayne's like I sent him to Arkham, I'm like, Man, all right, we're done. Like <laughs> I'm not finding you. I'm not like done, if fam. I see you, we're we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to see what the um, uh, fists do because yeah, like I was, I was like, that's it. And then at this point, I'm like, I'm going with Batman. If there's any like punching option, I'm punching and punching and punching <laughs> in the face. I, I also, face? yeah, I felt it was kind of dangerous, which is why I didn't go as Bruce. I figured if I go as yeah. Batman, you know, like I can, I can do some things if yeah. I need to. All I started to notice here, and it's something you said in episode two, is that I didn't realize how broad-shouldered and large this man is. He's intimidating, yeah. much like Tommy Jones's. Two Face from one of the old Batman movies, like he's a big boy that you wouldn't want to mess with. He's a linebacker. Uh huh. Yeah, like even in your like Batman suit, you're about the same size as him, which kind of says it all. Yeah, like, he's mm-hmm. a big guy, big man. Uh, I just want to say in this part, the actor who does both personalities for Two Face or for Harvey Dent, like I think that part was well written, well acted. Like it was, it was very believable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they also did a good job with the dialogue, making it seem like you weren't just going, uh, weren't just going as Batman to protect uh, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like you were going there ultimately to help Harvey mm-hmm. be like, Hey, like this is not going to look good for you. If you go after this guy, like, um, I thought they did a pretty good job. I'm trying that. to help you, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to help you. You're not mayor Hill. So don't act like yeah. it. And, and so yeah. in that interaction, you end up finding that he set up Gordon to take a fall to, to basically get rid of Gordon. And, Batman in this scenario is like, what the heck, dude? Like, Gordon is on our team, team, bro. Like, you're out here, like, taking shots at our own guys, man. We got to be going after the children of Arkham. And so uh, you end up, I think, trying to find out where uh, where Gordon is um, to deal with it. And he tells you where he is, but before that, the thing that also kind of buries Harvey's, like, credibility and his ability to be mayor, like, from the Batman point of view, is he says, like, no, Bruce, like, was with Selina. He was with Selina. That's why I'm taking him down. It has no, like, political motivation, no corruption motivation. It's completely personal um, with Harvey Dent, and that's when I was like, okay, it's over. Yeah. Like, you're not mayor anymore if I have any way to change that it's right now. It's all about a lady. Very quickly, he escalates the entire situation by blowing up the building that he feel, that he thinks Vicky Vale's trucks are being stored in. Yeah, it's like the gas company, right? Or something? so much collateral damage. Like a, a whole city block? Yeah. This... That's what one of the police reports goes and says, the whole block went down. This is way bigger than we thought, mayor. Like, what's going on? Like, why did we blow this up? That's when you get a really good moment where you get to kind of make Batman's philosophy clear. And at least my Batman said, like, you know, killing you killed all these innocent people and like getting them at the cost of even one innocent life isn't worth it. Yep. Yeah, I had the same yeah, blurb. Same. And I'm like, no, I, I don't kill. I will I will put someone through rebar, but I will, I will not kill them. Someone <laughs> else will do them. the killing. They will never hold a gun straight ever. But <laughs> Break arms, rebar yeah. through the spine, but like they ain't going to be dead. Yes. Uh, this is when the final kind of climax of the, of the game happens where you're being hacked and you realize that either Two-Face is approaching Wayne Manor to really seize all the assets and, and blow the thing to the ground. And at the same time, Oswald Cobblepot is very actively hacking your equipment. And if you leave him, he will hack your equipment. So mm-hmm. you're given a very binary choice here, which was very cool, I found, of either approaching Oswald Cobblepot at Wayne Manor, sorry, at Wayne Enterprises to avoid your all of your equipment being hacked or going to uh, Wayne Manor to defend yourself and Alfred from uh, Two-Face Harvey Dent. Yes. So... What did you guys do? I hope we all did something different. Okay. Do, should we say on the count of three where... Thank you for taking this okay. for me. <laughs> yes. On the count of three, I think we all did, did we go thing. to Wayne Manor or Wayne... Should we say Manor or Enterprises? Okay. okay. I like that. Okay. I, I know okay. we did and I, okay. I, I really hope we didn't. One, two, three. Manor. Manor. Oh, Enterprises. Oh, okay, good. Okay, okay. We have both experiences here. Okay. okay. I was worried we were going to be all Manor, but... Okay. So, Jacob, explain why you went Manor. So I went Manor because I was like scorned by Harvey Dent. So I'm like, I'm taking this this fella down. 
with me if it it's the personal. last thing I do. Uh-huh. I funded him. We were bros. And you're just going to get me like this? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mo, why did you go Enterprises? I had a couple things. The first one is, like, they made an, an, a message saying that, like, he, Hobblepot will be in your entire system by midnight if you're not there. So I'm like, okay, if I, if I go to the manor, um, I might be able to save, like, the house or, like, Alfred or whatever it might be. But then everything in there is useless because I can't do anything anymore. I'm just a... Um, a rich guy, essentially. So that was my first. So truly, thing like the utilitarian answer, right? Yeah, and then another thing too is like I started. I needed to remove pawns from the table, so I was like, I have to go. Like, if Cobblepot's there and he's hacking my stuff, my assumption is, if you are Batman, you have to have some kind of defensive measures mm. at your home. There has to be some kind of way to hide things. So there, there is some kind of resistance there. So if he goes there and like steals things, I doubt he'll be able to have access. Like Alfred's probably secure himself. I can send him a warning. But the biggest thing is like I can't lose all of my equipment because the equipment are Batman. Let's be honest. Okay, so. Why did you pick Manor? Yes. So I picked Manor for a couple of reasons. One, I was already burned from uh, feeling that Lucius didn't protect everything at Wayne Enterprises. So I was like, well, there's a whole lot worse that can happen if Harvey takes over Wayne Manor and finds the Batcave. Your logic seems flawed, though. Why? If Lucius is bad at defending Wayne Enterprises, wouldn't you go to Wayne Enterprises first? No. And be like, Lucius sucks. I need to jump in here. Because we already know that... That uh, Cobblepot has access to everything in Wayne Enterprises. Oh, so you're like, eh, it's lost. That's pretty much that's pretty much a loss, okay. right? He's already hacked into my fish. Like, you know, like it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. Um, but if Harvey goes to Wayne Manor and he finds the Batcave, well, the the jig's up. Like he'll know. And I also have Alfred there, and like you know, I care I care about Alfred. Oh, you're protecting your identity from exactly. Harvey Dent. Yes. I thought you hated Alfred from the last <laughs> episode. Look, Didn't you like choose to be like you're terrible, Mike? Stick a stick a pick a route and go that way, man. <laughs> I still like. I'm not gonna lie. There are still moments where I feel like maybe Alfred's the big bad in all of this. <laughs> what? Yeah, like the little guy so who wants revolution so he can be on top. You know, really salty that. Uh, really I will pay you so when, when, five Canadian when, dollars if that happens. Okay, I'll take it. I don't have if, to lose. So anything it's like here. since. It's, since Alfred was essentially saying, like, some people like to watch the world die, he's essentially talking yes. about himself, like, having, like, an yeah. out-of-body experience. If he's the mastermind, you're going to be $5 richer. <laughs> I'm not, look, I don't actually believe that's the case, but there are moments where I was like, but what if it's Alfred? <laughs> you know? Alfred? Let's subvert expectations yeah. even further. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wanted to protect Alfred, and I figured it was more important to protect, like, the Batcave in Wayne Manor than whatever was happening um, on in, uh, what's it called? Wayne Enterprises. Yes, Wayne Enterprises. And then the last mm-hmm. thing, I went to what Mo was saying, which is like, pawns got to be taken off the table. Mm-hmm. I went for the king instead of some of the pawns. I'm like, if I take out Harvey, I have to deal with far less political issues. Fair. Right? And I just have to deal with, you know, more private mm-hmm. matters with Oswald. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing it without any of my technology. Yeah. Well, it, w- yeah. One of the things that I... that I he, He'll have your technology, he though, if you go to Wayne Manor. So it's He like, will, but the way, the way he, that I saw he, it is he like... He has the whole house. Either... I, 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 I see Batman as being more than just like a, a billionaire with a lot of expensive toys. You know? Yeah. Cause really? Because he's, he's a genius, mm-hmm. and he's prepared for everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's his whole thing. He just prepares for every freaking outcome there is. Mm-hmm. So there had to be backup bat bat tech. There had to be backup options that he could use. And he also has ninja training. So like you put that up against Oswald Cobblepot's London boxing background, and like I, I take a ninja over a boxer any day. Um, and so mm-hmm. I just want to go over the last two choices, which we've covered, but just the percentages. So uh, 56% of players chose to intimidate Harvey as Batman and then the other point as Bruce Wayne. But in this choice, 45 point, 45.6% of players chose to stop Harvey and then the other 54% of players decided to go Oswald Cobblepot's route. This episode had the most... Even even split, I think, of any that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I, I actually... Yeah. Very cool, and I think the other thing is 
they made all of these decisions feel like you actually had to make them quickly. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that you didn't feel like there was a serious time pressure to do was, do you go as Bruce Wayne or do you go as Batman? Mm-hmm. You know, that one I felt like I had some time to think it through. The others, I was just... You know, I was moving pretty quick. And the stakes were very high at all points because you're in Arkham, you need to get out. But more like you're in the Batmobile deciding what you're going to do and you're being hacked as you're driving. Like so cool that 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 just that little touch of like, hey, remember Oswald Cobblepot is also a problem, not just Harvey Dent. So chef's kiss for that. Um, who wants to go first? Mo, do you want to cover what happens at Wayne Enterprises? Yeah, sure. Um, so you rush over to Wayne Enterprises and you have to like get to, I guess, to the top floor to your office or whatever it may be. And there's a, did you, did you guys both see the, the Matrix, the first one? Of course. When Ma- Morpheus is kind of giving, uh, giving uh, Keanu Reeves instructions to navigate, to dodge um, the agents or whatever. He's like, go left, move go up like that so you're having the same instructions i think from lucius or from alfred i can't remember who's giving you the information but he's like go down the hallway jump in the elevator opening it now like i think it's lucius actually so it's a really cool little sequence of like jumping clicking you're chased by those uh bat wing machine gun like drones because they spot you eventually you make it to the top floor and Cobblepot's like almost rattled he's like no one knows where he is like what is going on you walk in there very calm cool collected through the main door to your office and you're just like it's over Cobblepot and like you have the options to be like like what your revolution is done and every option I chose was this is it you're over like I'm taking you down he's like oh well I'll take you down I'm like all right I'll take that bet very like aggressive like it's whatever so anyways you get into a fight you take down both oh as you're ta- doing the fight, you're trying to do the planning, like take out Cobblepot first, okay. take out the whatever first, but your b- your back computer is not working anymore because he's actively hacking your stuff. And he even tells you like, hey, like that's not going to work. Like I already have that equipment now. Like it's under my control. And he has like a Google Glass kind of thing on his eye that kind of sees what Batman is seeing because he has the bat tech now. Wow, what a 2013 game to have the Google Glass show up. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's like a single monocle, though, so it's kind of like Penguin's like monocle almost. Ooh, okay. So, so as you're doing that, you, you're you fighting him, and eventually you're like, I don't need the equipment, so like um, he realizes he just has to do it the right, or like the just brute force, so he tackles one guy, beats him up, and he's fighting Cobblepot. Eventually, the Cobblepot tackles him into the elevator that goes into, like, the Wayne Enterprises, um, like, research and development area, and Cobblepot puts on, I'm not, I kid you not, almost like the Infinity Gauntlets, like, Get fists. Get out of here. On, yeah, onto his hand, and now he has powers, where Bruce Wayne is just using his strength or whatever, and he's like, oh, so this is what it feels like to be Batman, and you're going fist to fist, like, you're getting your face punched in, like, really? four or five times, but you're also kind of giving it back to a Cobblepot. Eventually, you kind of f- finesse it in a way where you're able to, like, destroy one gauntlet by, like, ripping it off or something and smashing it, and then you pick up a wrench, smash him in the face, and all of that, and the main thing, which is the coolest, you're going for Cobblepot's knees, you immobilize them. You're pretty much taking it off. Once the gauntlets are removed, you've pretty much destroyed because there's like cracking noises and like whipping noises onto his knees. Cobblepot can't move. He's on the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, he's making him the penguin because he's going to have a limp forever. Like he's not going to be able to walk. He's going to be waddling all the time. Oh no. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so he's all, he literally, he's immobilized on the ground and he's like, like, he's like, I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you anything. And you have the option. Like, do you hang him like from a, like, do you, Sorry, do you uh, restrain him or do you knock him out? So I knocked him out. I pretty much stomped his head in and he's kind of out cold and I tie him up for the police to kind of come grab him. While you're doing that, though, you realize there's like a giant computer connected. Why are the police coming to grab him? Right before that... Um, there's a giant computer that you realize is hacking the Wayne Enterprises as a system. Like, it's like 75% complete. You notice that once you get into the R&D department. And obviously, Cobblepot's stopping you. So once that's done, you destroy that system. You're, you're, you have all of your equipment still. Like, your bat tech is still good. And as you're leaving, I think you tie the... You tie the, what's it called, Cobblepot up on, like, a staircase kind of thing. And they show a cutscene where, like, the police are showing up to the building. Because, obviously, there's a commotion. There's fights. There's explosions. And they find him all tied up. So they come to, like, arrest him, I guess, or something. And that's where it cutscenes to Harvey. Harvey's just staring at your house as it's burning. Whoa. Wow. That yeah. is a binary like, choice. Yeah. And then he's like, what, I think that he's like, what do we do? Like, what do we tell the media? And he's like, oh, just tell him that um, Bruce Wayne did it or something. Like, he's, he got, he didn't want to, he's hiding something or whatever it may be. So he's just burning your house and the episode's over. Wow. Okay. So for context, Jacob, do you want to explain what happens at the manor? 
Yeah, so if you decide to take the manor route, um, you arrive at the manor, and first you throw out your drone to try and like get a good uh, view on the scenario. But how it happens is Harvey Dent has knocked in the front door, and Alfred has this old-school rifle where he's trying to defend your house with this rifle um, around, surrounded by a bunch of his cronies. Uh, Batman enters the house, throws his drone, but realizes very quickly that his drone... like is not working at all because it's being Oz, hacked, it's being hacked <laughs> as, as you're in the manor and you basically go like, I guess I have to do this myself. So you start to beat up all the guys around you. Uh, a gunfight ensues with Harvey Dent where he like has a big briefcase in true Harvey Dent, true face style, opens it and has a Tommy gun in... Of course. Mo, you know the, uh, you know the auto shotgun in uh, COD? Yeah, yeah, the one with like the drum barrel yep. on the bottom. That's the type of gun yep. that. Uh, oh, so it's it's not a Tommy gun, or not, it is a Tommy it's gun. It's not. A, it's not quite a Tommy gun. It's like uh, an auto shotgun with explosive shells. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, because okay. he's shooting Batman, who's like rolling and jumping all over the manor, and like walls are exploding after uh, Two Face or Harvey Dent shoots these walls. Uh, at one point, Batman gets shot in the leg and just, like, keeps going. And you eventually just beat up and take down Harvey Dent, but not before burning half of his body. Yes. Yes. So, in our version of the game, Harvey Dent's face is totally pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, in some people's versions of the game, his face is truly still scarred. But in all cases, the whole side of his body that either was bruised in episode two or burned in episode two is torched. So truly, whether or not you decided in episode two to make his face terrible, his whole body is scarred in a way that will probably never heal. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I won't have that pretty much because he's just staring outside of the, the house unless something happens in the beginning of episode five. Yeah. And then the last choice, we actually get a choice in the last one, which is kind of oh. interesting. Um, Commissioner Gordon comes in and he's like, hey, we, could, we should probably lock him up in Blackwater Prison because like, he's a real bad dude and that's where bad dudes go. All the people he's killed. All the people he's killed. But also, we know that he's having psychiatric issues, so maybe Arkham Asylum would be the best place for him. So the choice is either send him to Arkham or send him to Blackwater Prison. So what did you do? I sent him to Arkham. I sent him to Arkham as well. And Such a softy we are. Yeah, but like Arkham's not a soft place. Right. And I feel like I might have made a mistake mm-hmm. because, like, think of the people who are in Arkham. John Doe. Right. Victor Zaz. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. there are some... He could get really dangerous mm-hmm. if he gets linked up with them. Um, but I also felt like it was less of the humane justice angle if we send him to Blackwater. Mm-hmm. So, And then we have a final cutscene where we get the other side of it. We don't see Oswald Cobblepot, but we're in the Batcave and we notice with Alfred that we're being hacked, like the bat computer's being hacked. And so the option we're given or not option is we have to cut the power to the bat computer. So you throw a batarang across the room, cut the power, and that's how the episode ends. Mm-hmm. And there's no next time on in this episode, which like, hmm, maybe they didn't have time or maybe that was a choice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to spoil it. Maybe they didn't. Uh, any further thoughts on episode four of Batman, the Telltale series? I really liked it. This is probably my favorite episode so far. It, the, the the decisions actually felt, you know, not super clear. It wasn't like an obvious yeah. you pick one or the other. Because it's constantly subverting your expectations of what not only your choices are, but also what they will do. Mm-hmm. So all love, all yeah. love. Yeah. And I also like the just that fact that now we talked about it and you realize there's two separate crazy endings of episode four. That was, I think, the coolest part was before it almost seemed like no matter what you did, we're all still playing the same game. We're all still playing the same game. So I'm guessing maybe episode five might be a little wonky where I might have a completely different game through and play through and you guys might have a different one. Obviously, we're going to have different endings. Or I hope so. But I think we're also going to have different beginnings, too, now. I think that's a great place to end episode four of Batman the Telltale series. Uh, if you liked what you heard, uh, send this podcast to a friend. Uh, you can send it either a podcast or you can send our social media their way. You can find us on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club, or you can find our Discord. Michael, how do you find that specifically? If you go to leftbehindgame.club, there's a big fat button in the middle that'll take you right into the Discord server. There's also a PayPal button that if you click, if you're feeling a little generous, 
generous and you want to shoot some money our way for hosting or whatever it is, more than more than grateful for it. But the biggest thing that we'd love is for you to just tell more people about the show. And we've been shouting people out on our Discord on the show recently, so I just want to shout out to Thunderheart for their contributions to the Discord. You're making it a better place to talk about games, so thank you. Jacob, where can the people find you at? You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms and at jacobmccord.com. Mo? You can find me at Emirati, almost all social media platforms, and I'm pretty active on that Discord server as well. Love chatting with everyone. Michael, where can the fine folks find you? They can find me in the Discord server or uh, Ruflo M on most social media platforms or michaelruflo.com. And uh, you're streaming these episodes mostly on Twitch, right? Yes. I, I streamed this one. I didn't, you know, put a notice out ahead of time. But if you go to Ruflo M on Twitch, you'll be able to see uh, all the, the past episodes that I've played through and see my, my actions live and in the moment. Hmm. Uh, Michael, what do we say to him? Uh, that, my friends, is one less episode left behind. <laughs>